0: Hello and welcome to Men in Progress, the podcast of United Methodist Men of Treach here in Flower Mound, Texas. This is part of the Life Plus God podcast series from Treach Memorial United Methodist Church. Every Tuesday, we drop a new podcast, including ours, every fourth week. This is our podcast for August 2023, and we certainly appreciate you listening to this edition of Men in Progress. I'm your host, Dave Casey, and in this episode, we're searching for calm in a world of chaos. For a lot of us, every day feels like a tornado. Sometimes there's clarity about the path and some days not. Sometimes there's just destruction and despair. Often our families can feel trapped in the whirlwind, leaving us to desperately search for answers. How do I deal with my out of control teenager? Or is my child showing signs of autism or ADHD? Am I disciplining my child the right way? How do I parent my grandchild or stepchild? It can be truly overwhelming. But for people of faith, there's also help and hope and love. Joining me to talk about that and a whole lot more, are three of my brothers from TREACH, Grant Hahn, Joseph Moore, and David Taylor. Guys, welcome to Men in Progress.
1: Hey, good to be hey. here. great. great Thank great you. For having great us. to
0: see you all you guys. I'm, I'm, this ought to be a, a real fun uh, topic for us. So chaos. Um, Are you for it or against it, David Taylor? (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: I'm not not for it, but I don't don't mind it near as much as I used to.
0: Well, there's a great answer. (laughs) We'll do that. (laughs) So I'm going to start at the source with this topic. So when you're feeling stuck in chaos, where do you turn to find calm? So I'll ask Joseph. I suspect I know, but... where do you find calm when, when things are really chaotic?
2: When I think of the word chaos, what comes to mind immediately is uh, Jesus feeding the 5,000. And the fact that he said, uh, the first thing he said after they got the meal was sit in groups of 50 or 100. So out of chaos, potentially feeding 5,000 people, yeah. tremendous chaos. He created order. So I guess the my first source is if it's chaos, the first thing I, I start asking myself is, well, is the Lord involved in this? You know, am I bringing Him into this? Right. And is that the the primary source of the chaos?
3: Yeah. Glenn, how about you? Uh, well, you know, I like Joseph said, I was just thinking about how can you bring the chaos into order, because yep. you know David said it too. Chaos is is you know, can be okay as long as you can bring it into order at some point. And then Joseph said, you know, having the Lord there with you and yep. guiding you through that.
0: Yeah. And sometimes somebody's in charge, but it's not us. Correct. <laughs> so Correct. we have to, Correct. we have to seek that out. Uh,
2: the short answer, Dave, is uh, chaos in moderation. Okay. That, that's mm-hmm. for me, that's real important. It has to be, I can't yeah. live a life that's chaos
1: chaos
0: every day, day. yeah every day. Okay. and there are That's people that feed much. on that yes yeah, yeah. yeah. I,
2: i'm not
1: one of those i had i had to learn that lesson the hard way i had to stop creating the chaos <laughs> 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 i used to i used to live like i lived in a chaotic way yeah um now i do not i much mm-hmm. prefer order and yes. and routine and, yes. and 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 that and structure yes. uh however chaos is going to happen right? sure it yeah. Is. so yeah. Um, I'm starting to learn to be okay in the chaos, let the chaos swirl mm-hmm. around me, so to speak, um, try to bring some order if I can, mm-hmm. but know that ultimately, yeah. like Joseph said, God's in control. Indeed. And um, it, many times I will find just a calming spirit will come over me and I can just sit in the chaos. Yes. Indeed.
0: Yep, yeah, that's, and, and, you know, I guess the, uh, the caveat to that whole question is what role does faith play for you mm. in finding calm in the midst of chaos mm-hmm. you know and I think Joseph explained it a little bit on his take on it um but david have you is that where your faith kicks in
1: it is it is great amount of faith sometimes <laughs> um but just just the faith that even in this chaos, even if this doesn't um End up the way I think it should, right? Or if uh, something gets lost or broken in the chaos, God is still with me. God is going to be with me, and God will be with me after the chaos passes. Exactly. And so I find peace in that.
0: Yeah. So, Grant, I'm going to, uh, they've got easy questions. All oh. the hard ones are coming oh, to thank you. So, much. just wanted to let you know that. So. All right. I'll take <laughs> so. it. So at the top, uh, in my intro, we, we, we mentioned a few scenarios that questions, uh, there can be some heavy questions that come up and create chaos that, that really have some scary answers. It uh, could be something like, does my kid have ADHD? Does my kid have autism? Uh, my body doesn't feel right. There's something wrong here that I need to get looked at. Um, what do you do when you're faced with those kind of, I'd say, deeper questions? These are not like work, you know, this is going to work itself out things these are things that are could be very serious
3: yeah. yeah i think uh with questions like that i like to turn to the faith community you know love the life groups yeah uh, we just finished up our life group and you know that was a great way every week if we had something come up like that that I'm a community type person, you know. I love talking to people. Yeah. Um, and with an 11, 9, and seven-year-old <laughs> every morning, <laughs> I do uh, start off with a prayer and <laughs> and chaos. Yeah, and chaos, and, so. and uh, hope it goes well. But yeah. you know, I um, with difficult things, I found that through my life that I've turned to people, um, yeah. especially in faith, and and talk with them. And see, you know, how can I find that uh, answer? And maybe if not the answer, maybe find ways to uh, get to that answer. Your yeah, path, yeah. yeah.
0: I think that, and there's a difference between, like, what I'd call a standard accountability group or a standard small group and a faith-based one. Right. I think there's a distinct difference. And and there's, a, I think, a level of comfort, comfort that you get. Uh, knowing at least the people... Um, if they believe as you do, they, they have the same underpinnings that you do. I think that that's helpful. In yes. looking at that.
3: And with the life group, I mean, this was our third one. And it's amazing yeah. how each different group, you know, while there could be different circumstances, everyone kind of came together based, you know, through faith. And mm-hmm. you got those answers you needed and wanted at that time in your life. And I feel like God put those people in my life at that time for when I needed those yeah. right. answers. And, and Joseph, some...
0: I know you've been through some. You've been through some tough and scary things. Yes, I
2: I have. And and it's those groups that really help me through those. I have a couple of groups that I meet with uh, weekly. uh, And for many, many years, uh, I've met with them. And I would strongly encourage any man or woman, for that matter, that doesn't have a small group. And I, and I think what you said, David, is spot on. It, there, there should be a faith element to the group. I yeah. think that gives you a basis to build upon. Uh, but having that group has been just almost life-saving for me. Uh, now, I think it's really important to to share I wasn't looking for a group that they were going to be the president of my fan club. Right. I, I, I I wasn't yeah. looking for yeah. that. I wanted someone that was going to love me, but love me in truth.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah. Joseph? Mistake. Call you out when needed. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Mistake. Yeah. A- and actually, this, this spring, uh, one of the brothers uh, called me out, and, and the others quickly jumped on board. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I am so thankful they did, because it would have taken me years mm-hmm. and mm. possibly never have been able to get out of that situation. Yeah. And it was just a matter of my having written something to set someone right mm-hmm. that... The brother said to me, "Do you feel better now that you've written that letter?" And I said, "Yeah, I do." Well, good. Tear the letter up, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> you know, and bury this issue. Yes. I yeah. am so thankful, you know, yeah. because I was ready. To, I was, I was. In fact, I was going to overnight it. It was. Yeah. It was so. <laughs> it was so important to me. Wow. So, so, so the groups have been yeah. just. Uh, yeah, that's
0: important. tremendous,
2: but, but it, again, it has to be a group that that's that's honest with you, you yeah. know. That's not afraid
0: to say no pulling punches. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. But exactly.
1: You know, it's important. Joseph pointed out the group, and I'm like Joseph. I have a couple of different groups I meet with. Over the years, I've begun to um, began to accept that they do genuinely love me, yes. even when they say things yes. that I don't want to hear. Yeah, but most importantly, when I am in a chaotic situation when the wheels have fallen off the cart, I know they're going to be there Mm -hmm. and I know I can pour my heart out to them and they're going to listen and they're going to love me anyway, whether I say it correctly or, or, you know, like I would in mixed company. and (laughs) (laughs) They will love me through the, they become my anchor right in the storm. That's a a good description. And, I got to say too, my my wife is is excellent when there's chaos. She's so grounded and so mm-hmm. solid. And um, if it's something going on with me personally, I know I can go to her. If it's something going on that affects both of us, I know we're in this together. Yeah, yeah that's a good feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So so we're back to Grant. Another hard huh. question, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so so if God is really the He's kind of the ultimate source of calm, right? I would—I don't think we can argue with that. Um, and we have a relationship with him. Why is it so hard for us to feel calm, even knowing that?
3: Yeah, I—I I definitely think that, you know, like Joseph was talking about when sometimes you don't want to hear it, you know, and David said, you don't want to hear it. And so I found myself that I know if I have difficult situations, I kind of turn away sometimes knowing that God might have the answer that I need or the people he put in my life will have the answer. And so I'll turn away because I don't want to hear the answer Mm. that is needed to be heard. (laughs) And so I think that, you know, then there's a lot of times when it's like, man, I wish I had done that a while back. Cause <laughs> I could have found the calm yeah. much quicker. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Somehow I think if we ask God, we're, we're going to get the answer that's correct. Maybe not the one that we want to hear at that moment. Exactly. And, and, uh, so that's why we keep asking. <laughs> we, do, <laughs> we avoid action. Let, let
2: me phrase it slightly differently. Yeah. What if oh, I dang. did this? <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs>
0: so, um, there's a similar question and David, I'll ask you this. It, it's, uh, the most prevalent message in the New Testament, and it's said more than anything else, is "is be not afraid." Mm. And yet we find ourselves scared and feel fearful all the time. Mm-hmm. So, why do you think that is?
1: Well, I don't know about all of us. I know I like um, I like to know what's going on and to be comfortable where I'm at. Um, when God calls me into a situation, um, you know go downtown and talk to these folks that live on the street or go sit with this person whose loved one just passed away or meet with this person who's uh, lost their family due to you know drugs or alcohol, it's uncomfortable for me. It's very uncomfortable. And it feels like chaos because you don't know how people are going to be handling, right, these kind of situations. Um, and, and so... I, I kind of chuckled when you said <laughs> God is the source of calm. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes God is the source of chaos and just puts us in those chaotic situations, I think, uh, to strengthen us, yeah. to to build some, some confidence in ourselves that we can handle that. Uh, you know, the Bible talks a lot about building care, you know, persevering, building character and all that. But
0: also maybe to provide calm to that, those people in that situation through you. Sometimes, yeah. You know, and it doesn't mean it's God's helping them, but he's using you as the instrument, which sometimes it's not that comfortable being the instrument. It's not.
1: (laughs) It's not. And it's hard to watch people, um, suffer or, or to be in a, in a room with someone who is suffering. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, um, but it it's, it's just seems to be part of our call mm-hmm. um, to do that and, and to be with those people and to bring, uh, not that there's anything special about me, but to bring some kind of a presence of God's love into that situation so that they have something physical they can hold a hand, yeah. right, mm-hmm. hear a voice. Sure. Um, and, and it yeah, it's very difficult to be that calming influence in that chaotic Situation.
0: Sure. Sure. So Grant, I got an easy one for you now. Oh yes. This, this would be,
1: you know. <laughs> Finally. My last name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, you know, when you, when you're in that, uh, that whirlwind or that, that, um, chaos, I guess, um, what are some spiritual practices that, that, that help you when you feel that need for calm?
3: Definitely, uh, music, um, Great. I love, you know, Christian music. I go to the nine thirty service cause I love, you know, the yeah. upbeat. It feels good. Not Praise that, and worship. Yeah, yeah. Not that anything's wrong with the hymnals, but I just love <laughs> the, the upbeat feeling good. It really energizes me, but that also does calm me. Yeah. You know, makes me feel like we're all there together. Um, especially I always think of the song, you know, the 99 left mm-hmm. and, you know, that always comforts me when to find me, yeah. you know, and I always yeah. put myself in that situation like that he's out there and he'll come find me Yeah. when I need that calm. Well, yeah. That's
0: mm-hmm. why, well, you know, and I think I'm in the music ministry just singing in the choir, but, um, I think the people that are in the music ministry sometimes underestimate how what the impact is and how important it is Very to people. Very powerful. You know, particularly if it's a great song that we've practiced a lot, so we, we know it, and we're. but the first time someone else hears it, it's another experience for them, you know. And, and uh, I,
3: you know, I do find myself singing them a lot, yeah. just, and that helps me remember when the kids are going crazy or when something's yeah. happening. Kind of <laughs> gives you a the you know, center. Just start singing. The center and, there. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Joseph, do you have uh, different uh, Spiritual
2: I practices. To, I tend to remove myself. Uh-huh. I, I, it's kind of easy because I'm single. Uh, but uh, even being single, sometimes I have to physically remove myself from my home because yeah. there are things that will pull me. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. particularly the thing I didn't want to do will <laughs> tend to pull me. Yeah. But to physically remove myself is really, really important. David and I had a common experience uh, of. Uh, Of a retreat, we're not talking the walk to to Emmaus. It's actually uh, run by Catholics, Jesuits. Jesuits. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's actually in Corinth, and it's actually known across the world. Wow! Yeah, it's a wonderful Uh, place. It's a wonderful place. Uh, That has Mm -hmm. been very, very moving for me. It's Mm -hmm. Thursday night through. Uh, noon on Sunday, mm-hmm. and it's in complete silence. The whole, the whole three Total days. silence. Mm-hmm. And they have a great uh, library that you can, you know, you can uh, read uh, authors that you've wanted to, you and you can just go and, and, and take a look. There's also um, uh, someone on staff that's available if you want to talk about something. So That physically removing myself, um, you know, for three days or for a half a day or whatever is always helpful for me. And to also write what I'm thinking at that time is also very, very helpful Mm. to reflect upon a year ago. This is what I was going through. uh, And Lord, here's where I am now. And thank you for uh, the people or uh, the books or, Mm. or the whatever that you put you know in my path that mm-hmm. it's it's very different you know the way I view that I won't say problem or, or issue is very different and I think uh, there has been a maturing of me as a Christian as a result of that
0: yeah yeah and that's something that um, um, a short very short version of that is meditation just mm-hmm. taking time to meditate yeah. and I know that um, we've tr- we've done that a couple of Mm-hmm. In the classes we've been in together, David, that yeah. uh, even even to meditate for a minute or two, mm-hmm. you know, or just be silent for a minute or two, mm-hmm. and you can tell with some people it's it's superbly, you know, uh, mm-hmm. centering and it's really powerful. For other people, they're like, I can't be quiet for two <laughs> minutes. I mean, yeah.
1: I I yeah. have a combination of all those practices. I like music. Mine is typically country music or country oh. gospel oh, uh, or Western
0: <laughs> could be country or Western, both, both kinds of music. Yeah. They're both, both Western. the normal um, music. Yeah. But
1: I also, I am into a uh, contemplative prayer. I learned that mm-hmm. when I was going through spiritual direction training, um, certainly reading scripture. And now that I am a little more familiar with scripture, I have some favorites. I can, some of the Psalms, you know, that, that bring me, uh, peace and comfort. Um, the thing Joseph talked about out at is Montserrat Montserrat mm-hmm. yeah. uh, retreat center is absolutely a wonderful experience, and it's it was scary for me when I first went, just the idea of not talking for three days. So from that experience, I also pull away sometimes, mm-hmm. and um, we'll just go sit somewhere mm-hmm. by myself sure. for just a few hours, sure. uh, just the solitude and the uh, observing. Uh, nature, not at 106 degrees, but on a pretty day or early in the morning. I tend to rise early. Early in the morning, I can sit outside and and just observe the sun come up and nature, Mm -hmm. and everything's got an order and a rhythm to it and takes care of itself, and and there's something very calming for, for me in that. Definitely, yeah.
0: You know, we've talked a little bit about the uh, the idea of the small group as being really a, a reinforcement as well. Mm-hmm. uh we, it, whether it's a life group, um, the walk to Emmaus reunion group would be one as well. Um what what role does prayer uh play in yours, Grant? What you, what you, is that a is that a regular thing? Does that help with the uh with the
3: chaos? Yeah, uh I've learned, you know, through Life Group as well, you know, praying and uh, this was a big thing with Daniel, you know, just thanking the Lord, doing things throughout mm-hmm. the day, like Joseph was saying, writing things down, reflecting. I think that is such a big thing in my life now that I just continue to reflect and pray. And a lot of times it's not out loud, but it's, you know, calm, thinking, praying. And then there's times where it's out loud, where I know yeah. it it's needed out loud, not just yeah. quiet prayer. So yeah. it, it does play a big part and it really does help with the calming. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> It's interesting. In my younger days, I worked for about, uh, volunteered for about, uh, I guess, ten or twelve years as an EMT, on uh, a local fire department. And uh, part of our training, going through EMT training, is that you are, you are the calming influence because mm-hmm. when you meet, you encounter people as if you're working on an ambulance or on a fire service, and you know you encounter people that are at their worst or not at their best. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that they're injured, a loved one is injured, um, or sick, or there's a catastrophe—you know, or a car wreck or fire or something like that. So people are not at their best, and you have to be the calming influence. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, prayer played a big part of that. I mean, going into every situation, mm-hmm. um, you pray on your way in, um, and then you kind of on autopilot while you're there, mm-hmm. and then once once the dust is cleared or whatever has happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you resume prayer, you know, and uh, there've been several times where we, we prayed as a group after, after an event. So uh, I think that, that that's certainly strengthened, you know, my, my experience with that.
1: I'd, I'd like to echo the other thing Joseph said about writing. I would mm-hmm. encourage people uh, to write through dealing with the chaos and their feelings and stuff. It, it re- there's something therapeutic about putting pen to paper
0: yeah, even if it's for no one else to see but you. Oh, don't send it to anybody. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah.
1: It, his net last step of tearing it up is really <laughs> a good point. Um, but, it, you know, when, the most recent chaotic thing I went through was the loss of my mom back in February. Sure. And I wrote a lot to process that uh, because people don't just, a lot of people, don't just go to sleep and not wake up. Yeah. there's a, there's a dying process and it's sure. not pleasant to go through. And, uh, that helped me a lot just to write some things down and put, put it into some kind of form and think about it. And then it's just for me. Sure. So, sure. Yeah. It, very good. I'd really encourage people to practice that.
0: So Joseph, um, what advice would you have for people that are, that really struggle to find a calming source of strength or, or, or something that, that brings them through?
2: I somehow knew you had asked this question. <laughs> and the well, Grant was tied up. I could not get yeah. that. <laughs> the one thing that immediately came to mind to me is uh, for people to realize the impact that their chaos can have on other people.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
2: And what uh, the, the reason that came to mind was. Uh, I, I have had the, the blessing of teaching two of uh, grandchildren hmm. uh, in Sunday school, and multiple all of mine, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. and grandkids too, uh, grandkids as well. Uh, but the, the one thing I think that uh, parents and perhaps grandparents need to remember is. Uh, A a child is observing your chaos. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, sometimes they don't, when mom and dad go to church or wherever they're going, uh, the child is still, when they come to my classroom, they're still struggling with the chaos. Sure, And it can take sometimes 10 to 15 minutes Mm -hmm. uh, before I get them and
0: well there's nothing no chaos like packing up three kids and getting them to church yes, on a sunday morning yes, yes. And,
2: and i'm not i'm not criticizing yeah at no all, i know what you're but saying just asking to yeah to be cognizant of that and yeah. Uh, You know, it really hit home this year uh, in January when a little boy, I I just love him. I taught him for a couple of years, and now I see him at the beginning of uh, of Faith Voyage. But his dad dropped him off, and apparently it had been a very, very difficult moment. And as his dad walked out of the room, he yelled, I hate you.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Oh, dad just kept walking. Mm. I fell apart. (laughs) It's kind of like, and I pulled him to the side and I said, you really didn't mean that. I said, I know I've observed you with your dad for three years now. I said, I know you don't mean that. And he didn't, uh, but he, he knew it would get his dad's attention. It didn't, but he got mine. (laughs) Uh, But uh, again, he, it it was chaos that happened somehow in that household that he wasn't able to process. So I, I just, you know, want parents to realize that, um, you know, yeah. just realize they,
0: they, they can sense. They can't. Yeah. Yes. And they can either, even it if it's it. overt, I mean, people yelling yes. or if it's the silent treatment, yes. kids yes. can sense yes. that, yes. you know, yes. definitely do that. Um, have you, any other advice grant that you have as far as Dealing with chaos? You probably have the most chaos of anyone at this table. (laughs) I was
3: just reflecting on what Joseph said. You know, there's times where I've gone to bed at night and said, I did not handle that situation Mm -hmm. the way I should have handled it. And, you know, we were talking about prayer and how that, you know, helped me. And in the morning I would go, but still. I could still sense that, you know, the chaos had an effect and it's not going to just be a, well, I'm sorry. Thanks. You yeah. know, it really has to be a changing mindset. And so that's, uh, I think if advice, you know, if you find yourself to continually falling in that to find out, reach out for help, find those people that can help you. Yeah. Um, and I've had to, I, uh, had a weekly, you know, group and a, just one-on-one with some of my friends and then one friend in particular that, you know, we're both dads of three young kids and we got together and we'd talk about how we can be, you know, a faithful, faithful to each other, but leaders in our family and show them how important it is, you know, to have that prayer, to have God with you in your life and that he will calm you know, in those times of chaos.
0: You know, and and it's interesting because from, I've seen perspective where what I think is chaos is just another family's normal operation. I mean, that's just the way they (laughs) go, you know, and they're not feeling any chaos. I mean, this is, you know, and I'm going, wow, that doesn't happen in our house. We raised two boys and boys are generally, they were fairly quiet. I mean, they had their moments, but they, uh, I mean, they, they were fine, but it was a whole different story when they got old enough and girls started coming over mm. girls. First of all, the, the volume levels, like 140 <laughs> decibels with girls. I don't know what it is, but it's just, it's deafening for me. And, uh, I remember coming home one time and I stepped in the door and I could, they were upstairs in the media room doing something. And I could, I could hear this really high pitched sound, you know, I told Doris, there's girls here. Isn't there, <laughs> and it was like, yeah, how did you know? <laughs> She's oblivious. You know? Yeah.
1: So I've got a couple of suggestions that have worked well for me, and and the first one is to get away from uh, television, uh, yeah. the news cycle, all the just stuff the external politics, forces, that, all that stu- yeah. social media. Turn yeah. it off, yeah. and and walk away because I'm I'm telling you, it is designed to keep you in a state of chaos, yeah, and upset. Yeah. And I I've noticed to myself when Something really bad, a terrible tragedy like a shooting or a building falls, or you know something really bad where they're going to be there for hours and hours and hours. I cannot sit there and watch that stuff. No, I get enough to know. Okay, right. I'm up to date. Right, that was terrible. Right. Walk away from it. Watch an old Andy Griffith if you got to watch TV. Right. But I mean, just <laughs> turn it off because uh, it. I don't. I don't believe it's healthy for us. Yeah. And it with the 24-hour news cycle, it is all the time. Yes, it is. And, yep. and it will eat you yep. up. Yes, it will.
0: Yeah. Yep, that's a tough one. That is a tough one.
1: Uh, David, I can
2: attest to that. Uh, one of the things I always do as a part of Lent is I give up um, entertainment, and and, uh, and I consider TV and radio and going to plays and movies to be entertainment. I give it up. That sounds uh, hard. <laughs> uh, no, not at all not yeah. at all. In fact, I get to the point in January I started looking forward to it. A- <laughs> And this year I actually decided to do a a, a double wow. a double and so I went 12, 13 weeks actually oh, wow. uh, without yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Now it was kind of difficult when people said someone died. You know, mm, famous yeah, died. Yeah. But they did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah. but other than that, it was just fine. Yeah. Uh, and actually, it gave me more time to spend in God's Word and you mm-hmm. know, writing to to friends or calling friends on the phone and getting. Uh, getting caught up. But I I agree wholeheartedly, David, if we just turn the world off, parts of the world off, uh, you know, at certain times, uh, I think that can help minimize the Mm -hmm. chaos. Yeah. My
0: father was a very calm guy and uh, he very, very man, a few words, let's put it that way. And uh, it was interesting because he, one of the comments he made to me is, you know, there's things that you can do and have an effect on. There are many things that you can do absolutely nothing, you know, about. Yeah. So don't, don't, uh, use a lot of brain cycles, worrying about that or fretting about it or anything like anything that you cannot change. It's on a global scale. I mean, we, we lived with uh, the cold war and all that stuff. I mean, you can't, you guess that's not your problem. <laughs> that's somebody else's problem. And, uh, so, so I, I really, and that's why when I look at, you know, the, uh, the, what's happened now with social media and the phones and, and just immediate communication second by second, you know, and, uh, and I've watched people just be so distracted with texts coming in and alerts and all this stuff. And uh, I said, man, that has got a way on your brain. I mean, I just can't believe you can operate you know, with that. And then I watched a, a great, well, I actually read the book first, but a great uh, story called News of the World that came out uh, about a year and a half ago. Oh, with Tom Hanks? With Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah. And it was this uh, he was a former military officer, and he actually earned his way by wa- traveling through the West. Uh, and this is in the, in the I guess, the, right after the Civil War. But he would go from town to town. And he'd buy a newspaper, like the last civilized place he was at, like say St. Louis. Then he'd go out on the frontier, and he would charge people to read the for him to sit and read the newspaper because they're so oh, starved for news they don't sure. get yeah. news and they can't read many of them. So he can read, and it may be six months old news, but he's reading the news, and they're enthralled, you know. And, it, and to me, that's about the level of social media that I need. I think it's something like that. So. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me. This conversation was great, um, and, and I know it's it's been helpful for me, and, and I'm sure it's helpful for our listeners as well. So uh, thanks again. Definitely. I do appreciate it.
2: My pleasure. This was great.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So there you have it, Episode 20 of Men in Progress. We hope you enjoyed our conversation, and that you'll join us again in September when our topic will be love handles. Want to know what that's all about? Tune in and learn more. Thanks again to Grant Hahn, Joseph Moore, and David Taylor for joining me and sharing their wisdom with our listeners. Thanks for listening to Men in Progress from TREACH Memorial UMC in Flower Mound, Texas. I'm Dave Casey, we'll see you next time.
1: This episode of the Men in Progress podcast is sponsored by TREACH Memorial United Methodist Church, where our mission is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. If you're in or near Flower Mound, Texas on any Sunday morning, we would love to welcome you to any of the treat services. Or you can follow our services anytime on our Facebook page or at tmumc.org.